Welcome everyone to episode three of Keys and D. I'm your co-host Nige, and today we're going to be talking all things Yay. We're going to kick the episode off talking about the release of Kanye West's new album Donda 2, how it's only available on his new STEM music playing device, and we're going to be comparing it to last year's uh, original Donda album. Hello everyone, I am your co-host Key, and we're also going to be talking about Kanye West's new documentary on Netflix, Genius, Act 1 and Act 2. We're also going to have a special local uh, rapper, Don Kingdom, as well. Alright Key, well first and foremost, uh, I think we need to start this episode off with um, me walking a take back. Um, In episode 2, we were asking each other... Um, which artists we thought would be dropping uh, albums this year. You asked me if I thought Kanye would drop. Um, I've, I felt like he would drop at some point this year, but I didn't believe that he was going to drop in February, and I didn't think Future would be executive producing the album. Um, I was very wrong. But anyway, me being wrong aside, um, Donda 2 did release, in a way. Yes, sir. Um, at the time of this recording, it is not on any streaming platform so you can't find it on spotify you can't find it on apple music you can't find it on soundcloud and you cannot find it on youtube you can buy kanye's 200 dollars <laughs> stem playing music device key can you kind of explain for our audience what exactly that is yes so uh stem player is you can basically uh play around with uh isolating various elements of uh a song so I've seen, you know, countless videos of people isolating uh, vocals. So if you want to hear, you know, your favorite R&B artists like Frank Ocean or The Weeknd just really sing like heavenly sounds <laughs> without no the music, in the background, right? yeah, without the music, uh, just basically like an acapella thing, uh, just get a stem player and, you know, they look really interesting. Um I would get one, but, you know, already have a, like a Alexa from Amazon already have the, you know, the, uh, I, the, I homepad at home. So like, uh, but that's, that device, it, it intrigues me a lot. Like it's kind of like a speaker, it. right? Yeah. It's kind of like a speaker, but you can, like you said, isolate vocals or isolate, you know, drum loops and stuff right. like that. Yeah. That's super dope. Super great. Um, I think that when, uh, you know, Kanye actually first came up with the idea, um, for the device a few months ago, it seemed like, you know, the public was with him. People were excited about it. However, <laughs> now that he's dropping an album and saying it's exclusively available on the stem player, I think I've seen pushback recently where it's like, how are you going to put the music on there and not on Spotify? So, I mean, hey, that's the way the world works. Sometimes you love right. an idea, then something happens, and all of a sudden you don't. And, you know, I can't fault people either. I mean, I think I think two things could be true here. <laughs> I think the stem player could be an awesome device, um, something super fun for artists or people who love music to play around with. Right. And I also think I would love it if, you know, Kanye's album was available on Spotify. Right. But I know that he was, you know, he was saying he was doing this for a reason, right? He wanted to be taking, you know, more ownership of his music. You know, Kanye owns his masters now. It almost, He almost had an exclusive deal for Donda 2, you know, to be streamed exclusively on Apple Music on the first week, right. but then retracted it and opted to go with putting it on his own, you know, device and push that out. And I think that's fair. You know, I think it's up to, you know, creators of music, how they're going to push that out, you know, whether we like it or not. Exactly. And Kanye is like innovative when it comes to like, you know, dropping music. Like I remember when I think it was the Life of Pablo dropped, he said it's only going to be exclusively like uh, streaming devices. Like 
you there, you won't streaming have a fit, you know streaming platforms there there aren't going to be any like physical devices and yeah i think that's really cool how he like you know finds new ways to drop music and basically collect money you know what i mean i just think it's interesting that you know life of pablo came out in 2016 and at the time it's like oh apple uh, apple music exclusive well that's not cool like you know where's my physicals and then six right. years later we're like oh i can't get this on apple music that's not cool i can only get it on the stem player right so it's a i think that's an interesting barometer for you know the way he pushes the boundary you know um you know as for me I think we're going to talk a little bit about the actual musical contents of the album, not because we have stem players, right. but we can, but because we have a plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Suburbans <clears throat> are going to be outside as soon as this episode drops right. to, um, to come get us. But no, really, um, he did have a live listening event for the album as well, and some great, great, great person <laughs> took the audio files from that live event in Miami and started pushing them out, and I have them on my computer um, I'm changing my name legally right after this episode, just in case Kanye don't come for me. But um, tell us how tell us how it was. How how did you like the album? Um, Donda Two, based on the live music files I have, so keep that in mind. Sounds a little sounds like there's a little more cooking to do. Mm-hmm. It's about 45 minutes long, 15, 16 tracks from the files I have. I know that there's a few songs that are on the stem. A player version of the album that I do not have and haven't listened to and I think that in the audio files from the live event there's a song that was in there that's not even a Kanye song it's a um, Pusha T song that Kanye produced that's also in this little package I have so it's probably a one to two song difference but all in all I do have the album and I really liked it but I just think it's I just think it being titled Donda 2 is a little interesting Mm -hmm. because to me it couldn't be more different right and I guess that happens with sequels sometimes. Sometimes you, you know, take a heel turn, but I just don't see why there's any reason it should be called, you know, Donda 2. It doesn't feel like a Donda follow-up, except for the fact that, you know, you know, he has lines in there, you know, about his mother. And, you know, Don, by the way, Donda West is Kanye West's, um, you know, deceased mother. Yep. And that was the inspiration behind the first <laughs> Donda album, which dropped in, I believe, August of last year. Some, somewhere around that time. Somewhere around that time, yeah. And now we're here in February 2022, and Donda 2 is out. And it's not the it's not the same musical vibe, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot less uh, soulful. Uh, the drums, you know, kick in a lot harder. It feels closer to a trap album okay. than, you know, whatever. I mean, there's of course, there, there's drums on any album. Right. <laughs> but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In, in Donda 2, they're much more prevalent. They're louder. They're more frequent. The type of artist he was getting on them. It just felt like the vibe of the album was different compared right. to the first one. So, like... You already know my opinions on the the first album. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for our audience, <laughs> what are they? I, I do know them. I'm very familiar. All right. So for Donda 1, you know, I just think that the album wasn't, you know, up to par for me in terms of a Kanye album. I think that it played heavily on, you know, the artists that he had on the album. So the features. Uh-huh. I feel like the album... The only reason why I think the album, people think the album would be good is because of those features, not just because of Kanye, it's because of those features. Obviously, Kanye's on there rapping, doing his thing, but <clears throat> that's not the most memorable part about the album when people talk about the album, you know what I'm saying? Like, you always hear people, like, they'll say something about Hurricane, how how that song has, what, is it The Weeknd on there? The Weeknd's on there, the Weeknd, Little Baby's little on baby, there. We yeah. just talked about how you can't miss or, like, last episode. 
Yeah. Walking on the bridge, I threw my sins over the deep end. Sipping to my stomach, hurt this month, I done lost three friends. Early morning brainstorm. Praise God. <laughs> How has <laughs> Travis Scott, Baby Keem, uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody on there. Oh, you're missing a lot of people. There's a but you whole know lot of I mean? collaborations on there. A whole lot of collaborations on there. And that's the reason why the album is good. But I don't think it's that good. Okay. Um, let's take a detour. Okay. We, we will finish this segment talking <laughs> about Donda 2, but let's argue. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first uh, Donda album. I listen to it like every other day, I feel like. Um, I do agree that I don't want to say the features make the album, mm-hmm. but they make the album way better. Right. But, you know, Key, I know personally that you're a huge Life of Pablo fan, I like am. I am. And I would say that the features, you know, make that album way better. So right. why is that okay? But Donda, when the features are good on there, we have to talk about it like there's some type of Kanye drop off. Because the production on Donda is better than the production on Life of Pablo to me. Well, I feel like Kanye was rapping a lot more on the Life of Pablo than he was on Donda where people were basically just taking, you know, basically I feel like a lot of songs on Donda was, uh, you know, other artist songs featuring Kanye. Like if you, if you listen to praise God, does Kanye even rap on that song? Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does though. <laughs> he does not though. Like he, he just does a little, what the devil, my op, blah, 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 blah. And he passes on. You know what I'm saying? The life of Pablo, he was actually rapping on there. He was actually going bar to bar. Uh, no parties in L.A. with Kendrick. You know what I mean? Yeah. My man was really killing it. But Donda, you know, I felt like he let other artists, you know, take the shine on his album. But I mean, that's not. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, like, why is that so bad? Like, why does that hurt the quality of the album? Like, it, let's say it is other artists featuring Kanye on Kanye Beats. At this stage in his career, with everything he has going on in his life, you know what I mean? I mean, what do you want to be hearing him talk about? <laughs> he going to be spit. I don't even want to say he's going to be spitting nonsense. And the funniest part is, I mean, I do feel like there's parts of the album where he's, you know, rapping sincerely. Right. Like, and, you know, taking everything going on in his life in perspective. Right. But I don't feel like with everything he has going on, I want an overload of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I get it. He, you know, the kid custody situation, the ugly divorce, ugly, very public divorce with Kim. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, maybe beef with other artists in the industry. Right. Um, I just feel like I like that he gets to come on Donda and make the music he wants to make what artists he wants to be on it because i know he's coordinating everything it's not right. like it's not like people are coming to the studio and deciding like what their hook is for the song and which right. song they finna get on like i'm sure he's still the ringleader on the whole album and he kind of just slides in i i like it right i really do because the kanye from what in, in between life of pablo mm-hmm. and donda there was those couple of albums he dropped and i'm gonna be honest huge kanye fan i was getting sick of hearing him rap right and now, like on Donda, when he kind of slides in as like a designated hitter with his raps, I feel like I appreciate it so much more. Okay. I was I was really getting sick of hearing him for real. I was. Okay. <laughs> and now <laughs> I just fair. feel like I have a renewed you know appreciation for him as both a rapper and a producer. You know through Donda. Right. Um, and on top of that, the music is just like I was mentioning earlier when comparing to Donda Two. It's just so soulful. Yeah. It just makes me feel so good. And I don't want to say that because Kanye raps on it less, like I don't want to lie 
and say like, oh, the album is trash because Kanye raps less. Mm. It might be better because Kanye raps less. And, you know, I can see that point to you. But overall, I don't think Donda is mid. Right. <laughs> like I think you think. <laughs> but um, nah, it's, it's just good music. Right. So, yeah, I you, you brought up great points. But like being an old school Kanye fan, you always got to. Oh, you're and trying then, to use that age on me, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, you know, well, I just turned 28. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just being an old school Kanye fan, you always, this is what everybody does. You got to compare it to, you know, like the old Kanye, you know what no, I mean? No, no, not this. Like, you got to compare it. Like, <laughs> not you, this. You know what I'm saying? Like Those albums are still there. The, uh, yeah, the albums are still there. They're, they'll always be there. And, like, let's just talk about one of those albums first. Uh, the College Dropout, so... The Netflix documentary that just dropped, Genius, uh, you know, Act 1 and Act 2 have a lot to do with, you know, the creation of uh, the college dropout. And it gives you, um, it takes you through basically his life journey and, you know, all the struggles he had to do uh, to actually have the album drop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, starting off just as a producer and you know, turning into a rapper and nobody was taking him seriously. Everybody wanted him to make beats. Uh, was it Rockefeller at the time before it was Rock Nation, right? Yeah, Rockefeller Records. Yeah, Rockefeller Records, Dame Dash, Jay-Z, all of them, you know, they, I would say they were using Kanye for his beats and Kanye throughout the, you know, the two episodes that we watched was just like trying to break free from that and, you know, it's like, you know, I'm a rapper too, you know what I mean? So And he did. He did break free from that, you know, you know, everything that we know now about Kanye. It's just really interesting to see, you know, his life journey uh, from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the good thing about documentaries is we know how the story ends. Right. So even though we're only two episodes in out of the three, you know, watching so far, which I really enjoyed, just like it sounds like you have. Right. Like we do know, obviously, <laughs> 15 years in the future, here we are debating. Right. Is what, like probably 10th studio album or something right. like that. So, um. But seeing the come up is real inspiring. And I think the thing I like about it most is I think all the, I think if you're, people are Kanye fans for different reasons at this point. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's some people that are super motivated by his music, super motivated by his fashion, super motivated by whatever else. I mean, his his innovation, the STEM player type stuff, Mm -hmm. all of that. Maybe just you like the Kardashians and he was married to one of them for so long. So you're into him for that. But I think either way, all of that has kind of been encapsulated in the first two episodes. Right. It doesn't really, it's not a documentary that spans his entire career. Right. It seems like it's just something that kind of sums up his come up, you know, from just being a local rapper in Chicago, local rapper and producer in Chicago to uh, the release of one of the best hip hop debut albums of all time in the college dropout. Exactly. But I'm a champion, so I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire, slip my soul through the wire. You know what I'm saying? But even still, in those early stages of his career, you get everything. You get his awesome production. You get his awesome rapping. You see his hustle, his grind. You see his innovation. You see he's dressing different from other artists. You see he's talking different from other artists at the time, making different music from other artists. Yeah. All the things you like him. He's funny. He's always been funny. I right. mean, some people probably like Kanye just because of his tweets. Probably don't even listen to the music. and <laughs> just like, oh, he's funny on Twitter. He's a super troll. He's doing all that in the documentary, and it's all coming in this package, and I think it kind of... It's nice to see someone like him humanized in a way. That's exactly what I was about to say. Like the documentary uh, does a great job of humanizing Kanye. You know what I mean? Like uh, just coming up as a local producer and you'll see in the first episode, 
Donda, Donda West in the episode. And yeah. it was really, you know, cool seeing how, how much, uh, you know, you can see how much Donda meant to Kanye. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I feel like he was, uh, at that point of the time, he was down and, and she was the one who uplifted him. Mm-hmm. So y- you can see how big of a impact that Donda West had on Kanye in his life. Can I get a little personal for a second? Go ahead. On the pod. <laughs> you know, I feel like every person's, you know, biggest fan in a lot of ways is supposed to be their mother. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my mom passed away right before I could turn five. Um, but then my grandma stepped in, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of, you know, took over. And she was like the mother figure in my life. And she recently passed away a few years ago. Sorry. About two. Um, yeah, no worries. But. I just, you know, watching those scenes of, you know, Kanye, you know, having still having not having quite reached the heights he wanted to make it in rap yet, but having been able to just off what he did already, you know, buy his mom a new house and celebrate his success and celebrate his upcoming success. All of that was really inspiring, kind of just took me to a place. And even though, you know, again, we know how the story ends, like Mm -hmm. we know, you know, unfortunately, Miss Donda West passes away. You know, we know what. Kanye has become and all these years later he's able to honor her mm-hmm. on not just one but two albums you know within the span of a year and that all of that just kind of ties together for me it's like there's this whole Kanye experience thing going on between the music he's making you know and then you know just the artistry and the documentary being out that really resonates with me and that level of you know personability in his music and you know, the way his journey is shaped is something that I take with me. Obviously, I don't make music, but mm-hmm. I just take with me, period. And That's heavy, man. I'm glad we talked about all this today. Me too, honestly. And then, like, of course, you know, the title is the good, the bad, <laughs> and the yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said that, you know, all these years later, he's able to, uh, you know, honor his mother with... Uh, albums named after her and yeah you have anything else to, you would like to speak on you know the documentary um well maybe not the doc i've well i can yes the doc is good the first couple episodes and like i mentioned and like you mentioned i really appreciate the journey and just to tie it back into all this you know donda stuff you know for what it's worth he can honor like like I said he can honor his mother with the name of these two albums and for what it's worth to me they're two pretty solid albums I really really like the first one the second one has bangers on it for sure we saw you know artists like Futures on there like three times the Migos are on there um and there's a few other pleasant surprises um I'm not gonna come here and push the stem player and (laughs) advertise for them but I feel like whenever it can be listened to I think people should try to listen to it um Please don't hit me up asking for the uh, <laughs> for the <laughs> illegal files because I won't be sending them. Hey, hey, it's Kingdom. Look, it's Kingdom. Uh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Off the porch, been dangerous. Sipping out the bottle, I don't need a cup. Now you train us on, but I'll never run. Look, don't say a lot because y'all tell someone. Alrighty. So, today we have a special guest. We have local rapper, Don Kingdom. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you, bro. Welcome to the show, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, though, for real. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, thank you for, our, uh, you know, commuting all the way from Oakland. Hey, <laughs> ain't nothing to come back home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So you from Sac, but live in the Bay? I loved it here, but I felt like I had to like just get out of here for a minute and move away. Okay. Not saying I don't want to come back, but like I just didn't want to be that dude who didn't leave his hometown. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like didn't see nothing different. Right. Yeah, be hella, or, yeah, hella mad that I just didn't do it. Like yeah, you gotta leave the nest sometimes. Yeah. Just to see if I like it. Like even if I didn't like, if I how do I know I really like being a sack if I'm never away from sack? Yeah. And I do yeah. miss it, but like, right. I feel I'm like I'm just not ready to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you know sir. And uh, before we start getting into questions, do you want to do a little icebreaker? Always. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ready. So, the question is, if you were on a deserted island okay. and you could only listen to one album, what would it be? Oh, man. Honestly, probably Friday Night Lights. It's like a... It's J. Cole? J. Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Friday Night Lights. Like, it was that or like No Ceilings. It's between those two. I mean, they're mixtapes, okay. but like, J. Cole's uh, like... Right now, lights, bro. Like talent, bro. After that, my uncle played it one time. He's like, "You can't rap like this." I don't want to hear. It. I don't <laughs> hear it. And it's like he always just was like, "Bar for bar was fire." Like mm-hmm. I related to it. Yeah. Then and now I still relate to it. And yeah. I still put people on it. They're like, "I ain't never heard this." Right. Like what the? This is man. This was, but that was a time where I was like, really like, this is what rap was. Yeah. And like it's so far now to me when it like it was like he was talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we just talk about stuff right but like, <laughs> yeah but like i probably take that one because i can never get tired of it bro, honestly front to back i can listen to the same song 16 times then switch so like i got some days to go for sure <laughs> yo uncle away. set the bar pretty high though why oh, he yeah. say if you're not rapping like j cole you don't want to hear it but i don't know like, not too many folks rapping like j cole <laughs> i wasn't but, I, I mean, <laughs> but like uh he said like j cole at the same time like kedrick was popping too this yeah one, like yeah. they're all like freshmen and like had their tapes yeah. and he said you should have been like the third one the in third there third one in there but like <laughs> kendrick crazy. cole don kingdom <laughs> I, I wish I'll tell you, <laughs> man but no but now like he'll like promote my shit, uh stuff out there you know what i'm saying and like yeah. I feel like I came a long way from him telling me you should rap like this mm-hmm. to him actually like kind of listening to it. Right. So yeah. it was like. So I came like around. A, yeah, it wasn't like an insult or nothing to me. I don't think. I think it was just like. He's trying to get you yeah, inspired. So, like someone to look up forward to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I listened, looked up to like other artists and stuff, but like J. Cole and them, like Lil Wayne still to this, yeah. this type, but. Right. I feel that. I feel like Lil Wayne, like you can really, that's a different, that's a different category. Yeah, just, yeah, that's right. a whole different thing. But yeah, that's what I'll take with me. For sure. So, uh, so Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Friday Lights. Can't lose. Can't lose. Can't lose. It's my thing. So uh, just a little backstory uh, for people don't know. Uh, this is one of my childhood friends. <laughs> Y'all got me third wheeling on the pod? <laughs> hey, man. I haven't seen him in a long time, I met though. you a long time ago. <laughs> I think it's, uh, man, when's the last time I seen you, bro? It's been, oh, it's been years. It's been years. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's almost, like, almost kind of on two hands. I think. Right. I think it's been like eight years, nine years. Right. So like, <clears throat> we met back in, what, the fifth grade. We were going to Cordova Villa. Man, I want to say, yeah, Cordova Villa. Cordova oh, Villa. Man. It's a Joyce's class, man. Oh man, you Rip remember the Joyce, teacher? Man. That's crazy. That I was like, remember. I go lie. That was the that was some crazy stuff that happened to right. a kid in fifth grade. I was like, yo, <laughs> wait, we went, from, <laughs> we went from hot chocolate to Miss Fee. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I can't believe you remember the teacher's bro, name. Fee, we had Hawk Bucks. We was in the back bro. of the class shooting paper basketballs, bro. Mm-hmm. Betting Hawk Bucks in the fifth grade because like, yeah. it was yeah. a traumatizing time. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> that's when I was like a little bit more rowdy than I am now. Oh. <laughs> yes, I was, I was right. like a little class clown. I'm not gonna lie. He, got the, he was the funniest <laughs> kid in fifth grade. I'm not gonna lie. He was the funniest kid in fifth grade, and it was me and him in the same class with the funniest kid. After that, like he won, and Logan Harris won. That's my guy. Shout out, bro. <laughs> I forgot all about Logan. Shout, Shout out, out Logan, Logan man. Shout but out. like they were the funniest kids in fifth grade. That was just the thing. So we went on to like Mills and it yeah, was it's crazy, it's crazy because like I think I moved away. <laughs> he did, you know, after like I think the sixth grade. We moved away to sixth grade. Yeah, and, like uh, 
Because I go lie, like some stuff happened with me in sixth grade. Like I lost my dad in sixth grade. So like I okay. was just not in sixth grade. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. I was there. Right. But I wasn't there. Yeah. And then like we went to high school. I went like I was still in Rancho. He was somewhere else. And I moved to a different school in Rancho. Or not Rancho, but like Antelope area. I went to like Center High. Yeah. While I pulled up and I ran into this dude again and I was <laughs> like, yo. Tell and, me a bore yeah. about, you know, you said you started, you know, you went to center, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh tell me more about sneakers and fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so like bless you um, <laughs> honestly the name came up because I had a Tumblr at the time I was real like mm -hmm. in a Tumblr like it's funny I was talking to my boy the other day and he didn't know what it was and I felt dated I was like yo I'm ancient and what is, <laughs> and what is it exactly uh, it was just like I wanted to say Tumblr was like it was a social media platform it was like, oh sneakers and fried chicken my bad yeah it was my okay. it was my Tumblr page right yeah. okay. and so like uh, we were in DTI like me Logan and we had another dude his name was RJ Black Diamond and then Scotty he's now Rosewood you know what I'm saying he's mm -hmm. still Mixing out here, Studio Six. If you all need music recorded or anything, he's dope. But uh, we were in this group and like we were rapping together and stuff. And like it just people started like we have not fallen out, but it was just like people were going different directions with things. Mm -hmm. And me and uh, Scotty at the time were just like we should just do our own thing. And I just took the name from the Tumblr and put it on us because we were I worked at KFC and we were sneakerheads. <laughs> and like at the time I was like, yeah, it's what it sound like. like you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like people, are like, you call yourself sneakers or fried chicken? And like you'd either laugh or you'd be like, I don't, that, I don't, I don't kind of agree with that. <laughs> but it was like, you know, borderline. Like you, like why are you talking about like, like it's a stereotype right. is what yeah. I was going for. But it wasn't like a stereotype because it was really what I was about. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it, it was catchy. SNFC, it was dope. And we would have kept going, but we connected with another guy named uh, Winners, and we turned SNFC into Rap Club ENT. Okay. And it was just a collective of rappers. Okay. Was, How big? Uh, about six of us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then now. Hey, it's crazy. Like this is why, like you know, what I'm saying, like the collective changed, but it's still the same people. We call ourselves Twenty Two, but it's uh, just because that was where we were recorded at. I, mm -hmm. I don't give too many details of where it was at, but that's where we were recorded right. at. Okay, uh, just because it was like the address. So I'm like, I don't know how to, you know, you got millions of people not looking for me, but <laughs> they might be looking for me. <laughs> uh, and like we just the name changed, but the people didn't. Like I'm still in contact with all the people. We still like are doing our own thing. It's still like. A family we just don't make the same type of music everybody like, everybody makes different music yeah and that's what i feel like people fall off and the groups break apart is when they all grow apart and like i guess grow mm -hmm. like somebody doesn't take it too well like oh you don't want to make music with me like you think i suck like nah it's not that you just you're going a different lane and that's fine. yeah so it's easier to be a collective and just be together as a group but not a group than be got a group. you so yeah I feel like that's why we stayed so close over the years about like us rapping, like me, Scotty, Zay, Steve's. Like we're still rapping winners. He took a time off, but he's still around. Zaymo, he's doing his own thing, like tough, but he's still like part of the 22. Like he's still rapping tough. So I'm like, hey, as long as everybody still know, we still family at the <laughs> end. It don't matter to me what y'all right. do. So I see, you know, like a lot of your music has like the features with, you know, <laughs> Zaymo, Zaymo yeah. and uh, you said Rosewood. Rosewood Scott, Ro yeah. Ro Ro Rosewood Scott. It's like. We all were rapping together, and I just didn't want to bring, like, uh, not that I want to do collabs with other people, but, mm. like, I'm strict about, like, I know who I started with and my people is, like, and they are, like, everybody's still pushing to the same goal, right? Nobody, like, holding it down. You know how they say you hang around one broke person, you're the sixth broke person, or, like, right. everybody yeah. doing their thing, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's a group that pushes you to, to grow and stuff. And Zayma, every time I hop on a song, I feel like I do better than I did the last song, you know what I'm right. saying? Plus he, man, he gave me the drop. Like I was making music, and then he started dropping songs every day. And I'm like, man, you ain't gonna just out drop me. Like, <laughs> we go. <going." laughs> but yeah, so it's like, you know, when we record, I come out here to sack too, and I like it's a thing just to see my people. It's like I like to record, but I rather just come kick it with my people. And if we could work together and make something and have fun while doing it, that's cool. Like that's what I'm really for. But like, right. if you know what I'm saying, if we don't get anything done, we just kicked it for a little bit. 
that's cool too because I could take that longer than a song that does, like you know what I'm saying like to hit but we could always make a song you can't get time back so yeah. I just like hanging out with like my people and keeping like the people that I started with with me like you know what I'm saying like the people get on and be like oh, yeah y'all can't come like but everybody working the same bro like right and not everybody got to be the star like it you know what I'm saying right. I just I just want to be part of it yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me you know what I'm saying but yeah that's why I like Scott and Rose with us pretty much every time I do a song they're gonna be on every tape like oh, okay. <laughs> every tape till I stop like if Logan still rapped he would be too <laughs> Hey, shout out Logan. Shout out Logan, man. So, um, <clears throat> you dropped, you know, <clears throat> so I have Apple Music. Mm. So, the last album that I saw you dropped was Mud, mm-hmm. and uh, that was in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then you've, you know, I listened to some other projects that you had. You had, like, you know, what I like, the three EPs that you had was three and four, <laughs> four and five. five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you talk about the inspiration behind that? Yeah, those are no. such a creative name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it started like, I said, like, you know me, I'm a rapper, but I got a day job. So uh, <laughs> I was working Nike. So I, I was working, and um, there's a new dude who got hired. His name was Anthony at the time. And they were like, oh, he's from SAC. You know what I'm saying? You might, I'm like, from SAC. So I put my pants up, you know, I'm the only sack one in here. Ain't <laughs> yeah. nobody else from sack up in here. I don't know nobody. So I went, I went up there, I'm like, I heard you from sack. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where, but like, it was just funny. Like, I'm just, I felt like, you coming from my brand, bro? <laughs> like, but uh, like, he got in there, and I just, I just clicked with this dude. Like, he was super funny. Uh, and like, I was, I showed him my music, and he was just, like, he, he just liked it. He was like, yo, I want to rap. He was like, can you get me in there? And like, my thing is, if you tell me you want to rap, we gonna get in the booth. We could go. Yeah. Like, like we could go. Like, and then so I got a session and we did like it was when quarantine first started. So like, mm-hmm. we were just we both were working at Nike and then all of a sudden Nike was closed down. So like it was just we had all this free time. So, <laughs> so we came out here. We did a tape called Vibe Check and it was like ten songs and actually it was super fun. It was just fun and like. I don't know what it was, but I think it got like a spark started in this dude because he just started writing songs. He was sending me beats, just beat after beat, and I'm right. like, I don't know if I can write this fast, dog. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. And then, uh, but we every time we finished like a set of songs, like the first set, we finished three songs in the session, mm-hmm. and we wanted to drop them so bad. We we're like, let's just put them out there. We like, what do we call it? And he was like, I don't know. We came up with days. We're like, uh, I wanted to call it like. Uh, like a pre-rolls, like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like a pack of pre-rolls, have the pre-rolls on the cover or something. Yeah. And I was like, ah, but that was a lot. And then we were like, how about three? There's three songs. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then we dropped that and it was recept- received well for people. And he's like, we'll do another one. And he sent me like another whole piece. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so what we gonna call it? Four. Like, All right. <laughs> so that was four songs. And then like, now he was like, now we had a thing. We're like, okay, we just gotta keep adding songs. So then we like it got to five. And I was like, let's just throw a bonus track on it, so we don't got to do six. <laughs> like, but like, well, I like I did. I made all the album marks for it. So, okay. like, mm-hmm. but like with that project with him is like it was just fun. Like there was no like trying to impress nobody. It was no like if you listen to it, like it's hilarious for real. Like he said, y'all was just having stuff. fun. Yeah, yeah. And then people liked the songs where we were really just having fun. And I was like, that's what it is. Like it's just genuine passion for like making the music because you want to listen to it and that's what we did and next thing you know like people at the job were slapping it we mm-hmm. did videos like oh they had me performing in front of my people's at work i had a whole little show yeah, a little what? set at work yeah, yeah I just, I said it. we had the mannequins in the back looking like background dancers for me <laughs> i was having a good time but then i realized that's what i liked about music was mm-hmm. the fun right <laughs> the fun yeah. the music and then like it drove me to make more music and now he's making his own music mm-hmm. and that's like it's cool too is like I showed somebody how to fish, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He continued to fish. Like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, there's people who just 
Just they think you got to get something off of one song, like you gonna blow up. Like that's not. It, it can happen, but it's not what it's really. I make music for me, and like, yeah. it's cool to find other people who make music that want to have fun. Because mm -hmm. once you stop having fun with music, I, I suggest you stop. Like, I right, suggest right. you just give up, just because there's, there's no passion for it. Like it's just about money or something. It's about monetary gain, and it's not. It's not. Like I make music because my dad passed, and he was a musician, and I like that's connection. Right, so yeah. like, I don't make music till I don't even no one listen. Like, so you. Mm. You mentioned two things. You mentioned that you make your own, uh, you made your own cover yeah. art for the three, four, and five uh, tapes, and you mentioned that you make music for fun. So can mm -hmm. you kind of explain your creative process when it comes to actually making it and then pushing it? Like, uh, so like for the album art, like I like I had to take a Photoshop class like in high school, like but from there like it gave me like the basics of how to like you know cut it like paste and, like layers and like. Then again, I overdo things and I just start messing with things. I figure out what it does. Right. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, like when you go into like something and like you have a team of people that do stuff for you and stuff, you gotta like outsource and pay for stuff like that, which is cool. But like, the times I paid for like certain album arts, like they were good, but it wasn't what like I wanted. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then I realized it wasn't that it wasn't good. It just I didn't make it. Right. So it was yeah. like it didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same. It felt like I made half the project and someone presented it with their picture. Okay, you right. know what I'm saying? Even though it was my picture, it was just like. And then I was realizing I was like. The amount of work they were putting into it, and what they were charging, like I like I know when people put in the effort, and then it, like that's something I can't do. And then when it turned into something I could do, and I'm like, what am I paying for, really? Right. I'm paying for someone else's creativity, like. Yeah. And I want to showcase mine, so like, and then I wanted the packaging to be like, just in house, like you know what I'm saying. And my boy, he was making like uh, Money Blue, shout out Money Blue. He's also like this commission art, you know what I'm saying, for like Walmart, mm -hmm. but he taught me how to like kind of do some things too and like show me like a little some stuff about like how to edit your photos and like you could take a picture you had and just take the background out layer stuff over it and just like which opened my eyes to something I didn't even know I like doing so like that's when I realized like I like making art like yeah that is not just making music like like drawing and stuff like I could draw a picture and it's like it looks kind of uh, but it's Picasso, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I like that because it lets you, like, it feels like you're really claiming your, you know, artistry, mm -hmm. you know, beyond the music. And then, like, I've had people actually hit me up to make their photo album art, too, which was mm -hmm. cool. Like, you thought my stuff was dope enough for you to, like, yeah. reach out and do it. So, that's, I was like, that's cool. And then for, like, the fun part of it is more or less, like, the fun for me is afterwards when I'm listening to it, driving down the street, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. slapping. Like, it's, and, like, the fact that I came up with the words on a beat that had no words and, like, the fact you could change the vibe of a song with how you mm -hmm. spit on it is what gives me something that's dope. Like you can sit here and turn this beat up with your like the tone of your voice, mm -hmm. or you could like sadden it with the tone of your voice. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be something like real heartfelt, but if you're yelling it at somebody, they <laughs> it turned up. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like uh, just see something go from beginning to end and like it, and then like present it to other people as like this is me, like right here. Right. And it's like it's a vulnerable state, I think, too, because it's like I be talking and I be venting in there, like you know what yeah, <laughs> for real. And that's what I like about the music part is like it's always something I can go back to and like talk about stuff and like if no one listening, I'm listening to myself. Yeah, right? and then I'll be like, all right, I'll tell them, I'll give my little messages in there, like we gonna grind today or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, today's the day. We gonna grind today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have been grinding. Nah, you right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> play that back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you talked about a lot about, you know, uh, you different styles of music. <laughs> um, how would you describe your music if, you know, nobody's ever heard you, be, you know, rap before? Honestly, that is my most hated question. Like, I <laughs> I hate that part the most because I, 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 I don't know how to answer it, like, truthfully. Because like, I say, like, I like trap beats, you know what I'm saying? They're like, hard-hitting beats. 
But I ain't, I ain't talking about no trap stuff. I ain't mm-hmm, right. real music. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just like, uh, I used to say it was like backpack rap. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just like my life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not conscious either, but conscious. Right. So mm-hmm. like it's hard to describe like that. I think it's like urban, <laughs> yet like true or real. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I, I can say it's me, like for sure. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm portraying like, that's what I like about music. I'm not portraying no image or nothing. Like you hear me, it, it's me. Like that's. You be like, I can see them doing that for real. Like, <laughs> that really happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I'm too honest. Sometimes yeah. like, it's, I'm like, damn, I probably shouldn't have said that. But it's too late now. <laughs> it's there. That was, uh, yeah, our interview with our, you know, special guest. Thanks for having rapper. me. Feel me? Check out the Don Kingdom. Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, Thanks I forgot for coming to tell you. Uh, Dog Kingdom, you know, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, Dog Kingdom underscore on Instagram. If you want to follow me, YouTube, Sneakers and Fried Chicken. I ain't gonna lie, still the same name. I ain't never gonna change it. Uh, thank you guys for having me for real. This of course, man. Hard, this stuff was dope. Right, oh, yeah, man. Out. Thank you for uh, coming by, you know, stopping from Oakland. Man, you know, it was a commute, but I, I appreciate it. it. <laughs> well, honestly, bro, it was just cool to see you guys again or you know, meet you. See yeah, you nice again, to meet you. Yeah, yeah, you canceled Stu time for us, right? Hey, man. I just thought this was, you know, something that, like, my energy needed. I just needed, you know what I'm saying? Some people just. Have a good vibe for real. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. This is tight. I feel that. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Keys in D Minor. Uh, this has been Keyshawn, Nigel, and Don Kingdom. And until next time, we're signing off. Yes, sir. I don't really want no company. I don't really-